Hi, welcome to 180 with Lorna. Tonight, we're going to go ahead and do something a little bit different. And I'm going to have my husband, Calvin, here. And he is going to join me and uh, give me some interview questions and kind of pick my brain. So, welcome, Calvin. Welcome to 180 with Lorna. What's up? Everyone, I'm so excited to be here on the 180 with Lorna. Um, I couldn't see myself doing anything else but supporting the love of my life and coming on here just to talk to you guys tonight. And um, I'm so excited about this um, the session that we're doing together. And um, I want to just say, like, you know, part of me is uh, just just uh in a bittersweet season right now um it's a bitter bitter moment bitter season um because we are still grieving the love of Lorna's father um but a sweet season because in this moment we found it so awesome that God loves us so much that we can grieve with grace and I'm just so proud of my wife and so astonished how strong of an individual she is and um, how she has been grieving with grace in this season. And so tonight, I just have a little um, a little list here of questions that I wanted to ask her, and I want you guys to hear her answers. I think a lot of times that we believe that we we kind of have our own perspective of what grieving is supposed to look like and and so I want to give hope even through this whole grieving process that she's been going through with her family as they grieved the the life of her father um she has been um just really faithful to God and God's been really faithful to her so Lorna are you are you ready for question number one yes I am Okay, so before I give that question, um, I just want to say that last week, if you did not hear um, last week's podcast, go back and listen to last week's podcast. She she had definitely shared a lot what's on her heart. She definitely, um, I don't know, if it was really emotional for me to hear it. At, like, every time I heard it, I you know, teared up. I got very emotional just because I know my wife and, and this podcast is not for fame. This podcast is not for the likes or how many people listen. It's for those who are in a season where you're believing God for someone or just something in your life. And, you know, you probably lost a loved one or you're just ready to change, but you want change and you want, you want it all around. And, you never want to look back to the old self. I, I definitely want to encourage you to look back at the podcast that she has created before and uh, take a listen. And thank you all for supporting my beautiful wife. All right, Lorna, let's get to you. So my first question is, is obviously you had to um, go through the process of seeing your father in the hospital and you kind of were with him a lot. Some days you were there literally from 9 in the morning to 8 when visitors visiting hours were over. Um, 
Did you see his passing ever coming to pass? Was it something that you had to think about? Like, what if he did pass? Or was it just like, no, God's going to heal him and that's it? No, it was never a thought in my mind, even when... um, even when things got rough and things were happening like it just it it just didn't seem I just had a peace and I just felt like that he was just gonna come home like it was that's just all I believed I I knew I just felt like the testimony my dad was gonna have was just gonna be so awesome that's why I kept on thinking every time um it went from like you know um we had a praise report and then all of a sudden something would turn around and and he would have a bad day or like, you know, they would say, oh, we need to put him on the ventilator. Then we would pray and he wouldn't go on the ventilator. And then he, his um, his oxygen would improve, his heart rate, everything was seeming to improve. And then it's like, man, you know, God's doing this and he's going to have an awesome testimony when he comes out. We're going to be able to tell, you know, just about how, how good God was and how he brought him through. So it was never really a thought like of him passing. I like, I think it's weird even today when I think about, like, him not being here. To me, it's just, it's just crazy. Because it's just, like, that was just never a thought. Like, you know, most people, when their loved ones are in the hospital or an ICU or, you know, dealing with certain sicknesses or situations in their life or even, like, maybe, uh, you know, a um, diagnosis from the doctor that's not good, I you know some sometimes straight in their mind they think oh no my family member is gonna die but that was literally never a thought in my head well so you you said it would never it was never a thought so that that hope and that peace and that i guess just that that comfort that the lord was giving you in the hospital was kind of your anchor in that whole trial that you were going through correct yeah okay and so my second question is is um i i seen your father you know i was there with you in the hospital room when you know they were um laying him on his stomach and they were they were proning him proning him giving him treatments and he just had that look in his eyes like like a little bit of fear a great discomfort um and, and just it it just looked too much for him you know and i know a part of you was like seeing this and it was like being traumatic in the moment like oh my god my father can't breathe you know they were like proning him they were sitting him on his stomach they were giving him all these like tubes in his you know face and things like that and i think at that moment did you ever question God, like, God, can you please just help my father? Or was it like, God, I still trust you? No, it was still like a God, I trust you. And it was just like, you know, of course, like in the moment, those moments, I prayed for my dad there. And then like, wow. you know, I, lots of times before I left his room, um, his hospital room, any of the nights I would visit, like, um, and even my siblings, we would all just pray over him and just, you know, we took our turns to visit, like when we were um, there with him, we would just pray over him and just, we were just believing, you know, we were just believing God and we just really trusted God. And, you know, like I said before, we just really, you know, felt that he was going to be coming out of this. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people 
you know, at that moment would have been upset at God. But right there, you had to pivot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, in that situation where you seen your dad, like, fighting for his life, that was a moment to pivot. Am I correct? Yeah. Like, you could have stood angry or even just went all out depressed or having anxiety attacks. But you chose to stay hopeful and you chose to be at peace. Yeah. Even when your your emotions were being, like, attacked. Because I was. I was in the hospital with you. And I would leave, like, oh, my gosh, God, how can you do this to my wife? How can you do this to, to my father-in-law? Like, man, God, you're, you're a God who heals. You're a God who, you know, uh, provides. And I, right now, we need you to provide that healing, that comfort. And I, I believe I would tell you, like, my biggest concern about your dad is he's at the hospital and he's having to fight these thoughts of maybe is my life about to end? Is God going to heal me? Am I ever going to go home? Will I ever see my children or wife out of this hospital? Am I going to see my grandchildren? You know, things like that. And so one of the biggest things that I I felt like I, you know, questioned God on was, God, are you going to be that peace? Yeah. Are you going to be that hope? Are you going to be that, you know, that, um, that miracle worker? So... I guess this leads into my next question. Um, Obviously, you know, um, January 14th at 3.25 p.m., Mm -hmm. God called your father to be home. And that day, I know it was really hard for you, and I'm not going to go into detail about what we did, you know, afterwards or coming home or just being with your family because I know it's still fresh. However, he did go on to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. What were your initial thoughts like when the doctor gave you the worst of the worst news? Um, that day that he passed, um, before he passed, the doctor, we we were there the, the day before um, they had said that he needed a lung transplant um, because his lung had collapsed after being on the ventilator. Um, and so they had to do a, um, um, I forget what they call it right now, but... Um, so his lung collapsed and so they then had to, um, you know, pump it back up, which I forget that I forget the term. Do you remember what the term is? Um, no. Okay. So I can't remember the term, but yeah, it's where they stuck this thing in him. Um, and so anyways, so, um, after that, then, you know, they, they said that then he developed sepsis. Um, so that day before he developed sepsis and all this stuff, um, I was there with my mom, um, just to kind of make sure she was okay because the doctor had given us such news saying that he needed a lung transplant. He didn't qualify for it. And just like basically saying there's no, there was no hope for my dad. Not to cut you off, but his right lung collapsed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I went there and I used my, um, my uh minister's card to get up there because he was only allowed one visitor at a time and so i was just making sure she was okay and um just being there emotionally with her and and you know even in that moment me and my mom were talking and even though the doctor said that basically there's nothing more we can do there's no hope we still believed there was hope my mom felt peace i felt peace you know we talked i was talking to my dad even though he was not uh, responsive he was not responding or anything. I was still speaking to him, believing that he could hear me. 
Um, we were talking about just memories and stuff like that. And just saying like, you know, I told him, dad, when you get home, when you get out of this, I'm going to take you on a trip of your life. Like wherever you want to go, I'm going to take you. I'm going to treat you like we're going to we're going to have some fun. Um, so that was just like our mindset. And even when um, so like I stood at we stood at the hospital and then my mom stood at the hospital till eight o'clock. I left around six or seven. Um, and then visiting hours were over eight. So then we were at my all at my mom's house. Uh, we all just kind of just went there. I mean, I don't know. My brother came in from out of town because of the news and stuff. And he was going to visit my dad the next day. And um, my sisters were over there. And it was about to be 11 o'clock. And I was telling you and the kids, like, let's get ready to go to come back home to sleep because we were tired but I had told my sister hey check on dad call for an update before we leave and so when she called the nurses were busy so the nurse called back and said yeah things have taken turn for the worse um you know we we asked that your family come um and and you know um basically come visit him all you guys come so once he said that we can all go I knew something was I knew something was wrong because um you know he was only allowed one visitor at a time so even then you know in like I mentioned this in my previous episode um last week that my brother was like you know we have to be able to to, to let him know to let dad know that it's okay to go we can't be you know so selfish to want to keep him when he's clearly in been so much pain he's experienced so much and he's fought so hard and yet you know um so give him the okay to go we have to be able to give him the okay to go so that at least he knows that he could be at peace you know and, and we can let him go in peace and so you know my brother told him like dad you know you can go in peace you know we know you've been in pain and blah 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 and and so um but even then I still I I remember I was in the waiting room and it was already like I don't know it was like four or five in the morning and no it was like four in the morning because everyone left at five so it was four in the morning and um I had some communion cups in my purse because I was gonna do communion with my dad anyways but he became unresponsive so he wasn't able to take communion so um I gave a communion cup to me my sister-in-law um and my brother-in-law Mike and I said Mike could you please lead us in communion and so he did and I was still taking communion on behalf of my dad believing that my dad was going to be healed I mean when I say we did everything in our power that we know to do which was we prayed we believed we fasted we had pastors come in and pray over him uh we anointed him with oil we took communion on his behalf like we literally did everything that we knew to do spiritually and then on top of that we did everything we could physically making sure that we were there making sure that we were talking to the doctors making sure that we were coming up with the best kind of um uh, arrangements for him that he would be comfortable that he was getting the best care that he we were like coming up with all the resolutions of whatever would happen so you know in so even in those moments it's like but I still believe like my dad's coming home this is not the end this is and I don't know if it was uh just denial I was in in a denial process or if I it was just that my faith was just not letting go because I even remember when 
um, his last seconds of life was there. And even after, like, you know, even when the nurse came in and says that he was gone, I still said, Lord, you could resurrect him right now. You could, like, I still had that faith that I'm just like, God, you can still do something. You can still do something. But I know God decided not to, you know, and there's a conditional will and there's an unconditional will of God. Um, and so I know that no matter what we did, it was God's will to take, to take my dad. It was my, um, for my dad to go home. Yeah. Well, I thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I, um, I want to talk about grieving with grace right now. You know, I've seen you from, you know, the moment that this all happened and you shared how, you know, your father contracted COVID and how you took him to the hospital and you had those final moments. Um, grieving with grace. I think one of the things that I uh, I know that God has had this in mind and God wasn't surprised by your father's death was I was reminded that last year, you know, 2021, um, September 7th, your birthday, um, you woke up and you shared with me a dream. And you shared with me um, that you were reading your father's um, eulogy. And then you shared with me that your sister had a dream. Probably around the same time that your father had gone to be with the Lord. Am I correct? She shared with me after my dad passed, yeah, but the dream she had was somewhere around the same time as I had my dream. Yeah. So I feel like God wasn't surprised by your father's death. I feel like God, I don't know, I don't know how to say this the right way, but just the way I, I received it was that like a warning. You know what I mean? And my, I remember my response to you was like, Lorna, we, you have to spend more time with your father. Am I correct? And it wasn't because you weren't spending time with your father. Like, you and your father are close. You call him and talk to him. However, like, we, you know, we allowed COVID to get in the way of what was normal for us. Like, visiting every Sunday and, you know, being there all the time because we were being so cautious. And I, I feel like... I feel like that was a warning, right? Like, not only through you, but your sister that had the dream... And I feel like, you know, right away, you're like, let's rebuke that dream. Let's pray against that dream. And so we did. We prayed against it. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to receive that. And so three, four months down the line, God takes him home. How do you feel about that dream? What, What do you feel that was? Do you feel like it was a warning or you just... Well, I'm going to go back a little bit um, to, like you said, grieving with grace. And I believe that there was grace, moments of grace that God gave me. Like if you can, you know, I, I believe that God always shows his grace and he always shows something, even through the worst times. And um, a few moments of grace, definitely, um, that I would share about is that... Um, 
first of all, yes, he he did give me that dream. And he gave me that dream. Um, but, you know, as we when we get these dreams that we don't agree with, that we don't want true, that we just are like, this is not of God, you know, um, we rebuke it. That's what I did. I was like, OK, no, this is not this is not this is not true. This is not good. Lord, you know, just protect my dad. And I, I you know, I come against that dream. So that's what I did. Um, but I do believe that, yeah, it was definitely um, now, as we see, it was God warning me and my sister. Because um, so in my dream, it was about me preparing a eulogy for my dad. Um, and then for my sister, it was, uh, of course, I'll let her share this on her own one day. But it was her dream was about my dad passing away and it was by it was because of a blood issue which in reality um when he passed he had septic shock which was from sepsis which is an a con- in an infection in the blood yeah so um so yeah so you know those definitely can be looked at now as as moments that god gave us grace and it kind of gave us a, a heads up you know don't be shocked don't be alarmed but, you know, take this and, and do what you need to do. But, um, of course, you know, as humans, we're, we don't want to receive that stuff. So I didn't I didn't see it as a warning I didn't, until now. Uh, but another moment of grace, I would definitely say, is that I remind myself every time I, I grieve or every time I'm like, God, I just don't understand. But I do look for those times where, like, God was just like, you know... Uh, just showed me showed me favor and just like really really came through with what I was asking you know maybe he didn't heal him here on this earth like I asked God to Um, but what he did do was I had told God I said God if my father gets on a ventilator all I ask is that you make sure I'm there I want to be there when my dad goes on that ventilator and uh Every time, every time they were saying they were going to put him on a ventilator, I was there. I, I made sure, like, I was just, I, I I lived the closest, but also I was like, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'll go, I'll go. And so I went, but I said, God, if my father ever, actually ever does go on a ventilator, Lord, I pray that you would just, please just grant me the desire that I would be the one there. Like, I want to be able to talk to my dad. I want to be able to see him. I want to be able to reassure him. Like, I want to be there. Like, I, I have to see this, you know, I have to see him. Um, because I just knew that like, you know, once you're in a ventilator, you can't talk and all that. And I just wanted to, um, be there, you know, in those moments. Um, but anywho, um, God granted me that because when he did get ventilated, I was there. Um, was he responsive? Was when I, when he was about to be a ventilator? No, he was, he had slipped into a coma. So, um, I didn't get to get those last words and last type of deal thing, um, in, but, uh, but God was still merciful because he still granted me my desire. Wow. I think, I think that's powerful, Lorna. I think that, you know, people are like, what, what does great grieving through grace look like? I think grieving through grace is like what you're showing me, what it looks like is I'm in pain. I miss my father terribly. But in those moments where I feel like I don't know what to do, I, I'm I'm in shock. 
I feel like, you know, my my world has been flipped upside down. I seen you just go to the room and cry. And I seen you put on worship music. And I seen you be faithful to your commitments that you've had with mentoring women and being committed in ministry at church and preaching on Sunday and, you know, just still being committed to the things of God, but also, you know, um, washing the dishes and crying, but still thanking God, still finding God in every moment and still thanking God in every moment. And you're like, you know, one of the strongest women I ever known um, to do that. I mean, grieving with grace looks like I'm grieving, but I'm not acting like the devil would want me to act like. I'm not cursing God. I'm not sitting here being on any kind of medication or I'm not, you know, walking away from my marriage or shutting down people or or shutting myself in a room. And, you know, I feel like that's maybe the way the world would grieve, but that's not the way you've grieved and I just see grace all through this season and um it's it's a beautiful thing it's a it's a beautiful thing to see you grieve with grace um and I know that you you know I mean you can you can go crazy you know you have every excuse to wanna run and just shut down but you haven't you know it's God's strength It's God's mercy and it's his grace that has kept you and that's keeping you going. And so I think my last question to wrap this all up is, is it, how is it beneficial to grieve with grace? Well, um, I would say it's, I mean, when you're grieving, you're already hurting. Um, you already feel so much pain, you know, and I tell my husband all the time, unless you walk, I, I think this has allowed me to really be able to um, understand and to be able to get a new perspective because, you know, before um, this happened, before my father passed, you know, other people's would experience grief for someone passing or whatever and you know um the only people that really passed in 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 my in connections with me as far as family um are my grandparents and I lost a dear friend so I lost one dear friend and, and all four of my grandparents but this loss was so much different so much harder and so much more painful and just so much everything more um that I, I, it's given me a new perspective to really sit back and, and, you know, before when someone passed or something, I would think, you know, think, I'm sure like a lot of people who have not experienced this think like, oh, okay, yeah, that's sad. But then, you know, you move on with life and you expect them to move on with life, you know? Uh, and that's just not the case at all times. That's, that's just not it. And I, I, I just, no one really, really understands this and no one will ever understand this unless they walk through this. Um, but just having that grace that God's given me to walk through this and it literally is only God. If I did not have God in my life, I don't know if I could, 
do this. I don't know how I would be behaving or how I'd be acting. Like, I literally only owe it to God. Because sometimes I'm just like, I cannot believe what, you know, or even the things that people say sometimes. It's like, did that really just come out their mouth? Like, <laughs> you know, um, so it's it's more than just, you just have to remember that everyone's going through something. Everyone's dealing with something. And so the same amount of grace that I expect to be put on me, I put on others. The same amount of grace that God's given me to walk through this, I give to others to walk through whatever it is that they're facing, whether they're they're facing tra- trauma, whether they're facing a divorce, whether they're facing financial issues, whether they're facing a job loss, um, insecurity issues, um, daddy issues, like whatever it is that seems so magnifiable in their life. You know, like I could be going through this loss with my dad and it, it, it seems huge to me, right? But someone who's going through bankruptcy lost their house lost their car doesn't have anywhere to live that to them probably like they probably think what you're going through is nowhere nearly as i as i'm going through because i'm having to live this and and deal with this and blah 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 you know so it's just like it's just a comparison game that i feel like a lot of people play you know like oh well my issue's not as big as yours issue but to get to the bottom line what i'm trying to say is that the grace that is extended to me, I extend to others because just because I feel that this issue and what I'm going through is huge in my life. My dad played a huge role, a huge, uh, a huge factor in my life and in my family. And just, you know, he was just a person who had big shoes and, uh, that, you know, when he, went through somewhere you knew he was there he left the impact everywhere he went but you know some people's issue or or thing they're going through right now it may be a robert to them because it's a robert to me and so i just you know this really has just turned my whole view around i just got so much grace for people going through things right now because i just feel like we just cannot no one can judge anyone no one can can't tell anyone how they get to feel in a circumstance That's unless right. you've walked it. That's right. And if you've walked it, then I know that whoever's lost a dad or whoever's lost a, you know, something that has a robber issue to me, then I know I can get through it too. So that's the whole point. It's like, you know, this podcast, just like, you know, me grieving, but still seeking God. I'm still just, it's not just honoring my, my dad, Robert, but I'm trying to honor my, my dad, my father, where my dad, my earthly dad is at right now in heaven with, with Jesus. And that's who I long to, to have you to, to honor even more. Because if I honor God, I know that my dad will be proud. If I honor God, then I know it'll make my dad proud. If I honor God, then I know that I'll be able to see my dad one day. I know that, you know, I'll be able to hear the same words that my dad heard. My good and faithful servant. And that that's enough. That's enough to know that, like, it's not about me. It's not about my dad's death. I'm not the only one facing something today. And so I know everyone listening, all my listeners 
they're going through something today that's a Robert issue, a Robert-sized mountain. And if I can get through this mountain, then I can say, come on, guys, I got through mine. Let's get through yours. It's just, you know, if we all could get through our issues and pull people with us, I feel like we would all just be further along in life. You know, it, it wouldn't be a competition. We wouldn't be competing with people. We wouldn't be, um, you know, uh, or I'm I'm better at this than you. Like, no, like, that's all this stuff. Like, I just look at it. It just doesn't matter. Let's just get each other where we need to go. Let's just help each other. Let's just be there for one another. Let's just, you know, whatever it is, let's just do it. Yeah. I, I Everything that you said is powerful. I want to encourage someone tonight. That if you're grieving and it's been hard for you, I want you to do that 180. And I want you to tell the Lord tonight. I want you to say, Father, I want to grieve with grace because I know that's what you give us. Through every trial, through every situation, through every storm. You know, the Bible says... When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And I believe that a lot of times those that are grieving were overwhelmed with this with the spirit of sadness and the spirit of depression. But it doesn't have to be an overwhelming feeling when you're grieving with grace. I believe grieving with grace is you're going through the emotions of losing a loved one, but you remember God's grace. And so it, it, I feel like the grace part that God gives us during our, our toughest times in life is a shield over our emotions. It's a shield that covers us. Um, like we allow, like we, we feel the hurt. We feel the pain, but it doesn't damage us. Does that make sense? I feel like it's just a shield. I feel like the grace comes and it's a shield and, and it just softens things, right? Like when you when things try to get out of hand, when your days look, God's grace just blankets our emotions. And it's like, I don't know why I can't, I'm not going crazy. I don't know why I'm not, you know, frustrated or angry. or. And, and I believe that's that moment where God's like, because my grace has kept you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is going to carry you through. And so tonight, I want to encourage you, just begin to pray and begin to call out to God and ask God for that grace. You might be grieving a, situa- a situation, your marriage, you, you know, you might have, um, you might be in a death of a marriage, um, in a death a, of a loss of a job or, or something that was just very dear to you. I want you to know that God's grace is sufficient for you. And that he can get you through any storm in any situation. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God can definitely do that for you. And so tonight I pray that as you listen to this podcast that you were blessed. And that you find grace through this podcast. Not just our grace, but God's grace. And I want to encourage you all to uh, share this share this podcast with someone that you know that might be going through a situation that just seems unbearable. Um, Share this with someone that, you know, might have lost someone due to COVID and it was someone, you know, I don't know, just 
maybe in a, in a, in a tough spot right now, I definitely want you to share this with them. And I want to leave you a, with, a, with a verse um, because I know that God is, uh, his word is everything. His word is life to us. And um, it's in, uh, found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. It's something that our pastor uh, blesses us with every Sunday before we end service. And I want to bless you with that scripture in number 6, 24 through 26, that the Lord be gracious to you. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this. And we uh, love you all. And uh, join my wife next week as she does her 180 with Lorna. Thank you all for listening. I know this recording was a little bit longer than usual. Um, But once again, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook, Lorna Settles. Instagram, Lorna.Settles. And thank you for joining me on my journey. And I cannot wait to, to do a 180 with you all. As I help you, you help me all. And let's do this journey together. Have a great day.